Hi, and welcome to Does This Make Me Look Old? A podcast about aging as gracefully as possible when you're just not ready. We're two 40-something-year-old friends who find themselves kind of straddling that really odd period of time when aging and everything that it's associated with is starting to become a much bigger part of our lives. We're definitely curious, but at the same time, rather terrified about aging. I'm Shiv. I'm a health science nerd and pop culture fiend. And I'm Sim, an adult-in-waiting obsessed with finance and self-help books. We're going to be talking about the stereotypes of aging and how they affect us. And we'll also be doing some deeper dives um, into some interesting topics, such as what it's like to get old in the society, dating when you're older, and scientific advancements in anti-aging products, and even evolution and scientific thinking around aging. And throughout it all, we chat, rant, laugh about our adulting mishaps, of which there are so, so, so many. So join us as we navigate our second quarter life crisis. Hi, and welcome back to this week's episode of Does This Make Me Look Old? Part two of three of our continuation of last week's episode of biological clocks and other mishmash topics <laughs> with a our friend <laughs> a lot of mishmash <laughs> with our friend uh taz um and uh first let me welcome shiv hey shiv hey sam how's it going not bad <laughs> <laughs> you want to do a little bit of a recap of where we landed last week yeah, so uh, last week we were just ch- chatting with Taz about, um, you know, like biological clocks and, you know, our decision to have children or, t- you know, like like our decision around being child-free or how we felt about being child-free right now and uh, <laughs> my trauma <laughs> around <laughs> natural birth. <laughs> uh, as opposed to like cesarean birth or something but anyway it's all traumatic <laughs> and uh, <laughs> as you can see i'm still suffering from ptsd um but uh yeah so like so but the thing is is that we had such an interesting conversation with taz um that we actually ended up recording quite a bit and so uh yeah we just want to let our listeners know that this is part two of three um mainly because we didn't want to subject you guys to like a two-hour conversation (laughs) uh and uh yeah we're just going to be continuing on uh with our conversation with taz and uh having kids and basically our thoughts about having kids in our generation versus our parents, as well as climate change, the uh, (laughs) ever-present climate change. Yeah, exactly. Anxiety that pervades our lives. (laughs) And and last week when we um, were signing off, uh, we had just started the topic of natural birth i think yeah yeah <laughs> we we're talking about taz's experience gonna... yeah yeah <laughs> so we're just going to be continuing with that and uh yeah hope hopefully uh you are going to enjoy this episode and be happy to join us you're like i didn't see the mention of epidural this is irrelevant no to me. <laughs> meadows, meadows a human being is coming out of your mm-hmm, your bones <laughs> are separating while this is happening your bones literally are separating and rejoining nothing about this is magical yes it's magical that your body can do it and i think yeah that part is magical the fact that you can do it but yes I, but i'm with and it hurts like hell. Even during the pregnancy. Yes, it's magical and whatever. When were you talking about the... Pe- 
the, the parasite growing in a woman's body. Uh, that is what I thought of when I felt the first kick. I was like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I mean, I love this baby, but this is also an alien growing inside me, like demanding everything. And, you know, now suddenly I'm allergic to dust. I'm like, what's happening? Like your whole <laughs> body is, it is, it's very magical but also very weird and scary at the same time your body is not yours random people are coming and touching your belly you're like i don't know you stop touching my belly (laughs) right like actually it's true i find that society's society's attitude towards a pregnant woman's body is very strange you would never touch you would never touch a woman's belly if she was not pregnant why do you suddenly feel the need to touch her when she is it's just so bizarre is that a thing it's oh my thing. god, so much a thing. So it's much a thing. thing. Yeah. Let me feel your baby kicking. It's like, why what? do you care? Like, get pregnant yourself. Jesus fuck. Tell us how you really feel, Shen. I will always tell you how I feel. Okay. No, I'm with you. That was that was all and, and you know what I and what I'm saying is that actually a lot of these topics, these yeah. conversations have become normalized actually, to be honest, that people Mm -hmm. are talking about it. I have said it. And the moment I told a pregnant friend of mine that, hey, you know, I was terrified of birth. She she had this look of relief. She's like, oh, so do I. But I feel like I can't say it. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. It is totally terrifying. Like, I mean, just like just watching it is just like like it's. It, it is like surreal when it happens. You're just like, what? And then like, and it's so funny because like, even in the medical field, it's kind of glorified. Cause like, I remember like my partner at the time was also like also doing the same rotations, but did OB guide before me. And so like when they were in the, when they were in the room and like delivered their first baby, they yeah. were all like, Oh my God, it was so magical. And, I was crying. The father was crying. Everyone was crying. We were all hugging. It was all like kumbaya, right? <laughs> and meanwhile, like I, I go to my first like birth, and it's just like so disturbing. Like, like yeah, like it was just like oh, there's a strange smell in the air because this is an infected uterus, and <laughs> everything is ripping. What? And yeah, it was just. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, it was just like, yeah. And like, I was like, oh, look, yeah, now this woman's t- torn and we're going to have to, you know, sew her back up. Yeah. Sew her back up so she can like pee and poo properly. Like, it was just like, oh, God, <laughs> what is happening right now? And everybody's just like, this is amazing. And it's like, no, no, it's not that amazing. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> like, it, the, the end result, yes. Like, you know, it's a, it's a happy, healthy baby, happy family. That's amazing. And like, and you know, like, eventually the woman heals and everything's fine. But like, at the moment, it is not amazing. <laughs> like, this is really <laughs> awful. <laughs> but you know, like, everybody sells it. Everybody. Every- and, and I so, think like, it's magical. so magical. Yeah. yeah. I think what, what I try to do now is I try to say, I'm not going to tell you birth stories because I think anybody who heard this or saw all of this or heard any of this, nobody would want to have children, really. It's <laughs> terrifying, for sure. Yeah. So it's probably because most cases things do work out. So I try not to say, hey, all the horrible things that happen if somebody's already pregnant, because you've already gone down that road. I'm not yeah. going to say anything yeah. to terrify you more. Yeah. But I feel like normalizing that topic that, hey, you know, it is not like, oh my God, this big destiny, this walk 
you know, running through the meadows kind of an experience. No, (laughs) it's okay to be scared. It's okay to, and in fact, it's okay to even uh, really consider that how much your life is going to change. Are you ready for it? Um, And because of, you know, now the talk about postpartum depression is also so normalized. There's very, like, at least in our mom groups, there's this talk where people say, hey, are you doing okay? Tell us if you start resenting your baby. It can yeah. happen. Whereas no one before could ever talk about it yeah. uh, because you're supposed to be, it should be all magical. The birth is magical. Mm-hmm. Your love for your baby is automatic. Everything is just hunky-dory and amazing. Yeah. And apparently this is the destiny for mm-hmm. all humans. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not true. That's yeah. really not true. There's a lot of topics saying you may not. Uh, mm-hmm. There are certain times, yes, kids are great. Sometimes they're little shits, really. <laughs> 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 and you're like, oh no my god it's so true like I like the, the number of things that my brother and I used to do like when we were like kids like I can't even imagine that like you know like my mother was like, throwing things at us I know like, exactly like like you were a saint like like we were, we were I mean we weren't awful kids but you know you're just like a kid and just yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. There, there's lots. Basically, there's lots that goes in that decision. So mm-hmm. I, I would I would like to think that, you know, if our generation is kind of in this phase where we're like, hey, have kids, don't have kids. It's all good. Right. Mm-hmm. Nobody tells somebody you should or how many kids you should have. That's another topic. You have had oh, yeah. one. Have another one now. Right. Yeah. Um, that's the first normal. one can't be alone. I, oh, my God. The number alone. of times I heard that yeah. I can't even like, oh, my God. <laughs> It was ridiculous. Uh, but I'm hoping that, you know, down the road this become it. I hope it continues in that thread where you, uh, it's okay. Have kids, don't have kids. Make that decision. Make that decision at whatever point you want in your life. And mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe, maybe that would, hopefully would mean that maybe there wouldn't be this ticking biological clock that we would hear. I don't know. I mean, I think yeah. it would be a good thing to not feel that, oh, my God, I'm running out of time. Like, you know, I used to remember at 30, I'm like, oh, my uterus might be shrinking as I speak here right now, right? Like, yeah. Not know, that it really does, but. Yeah, <laughs> but it can. But, but as we know now, I mean, you can you could be in your 20s and you can still have very little chance of yeah. being pregnant, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's good to be prepared. Like, yeah, kids may be in your future. Or it may not. And if there aren't, there are plenty of children in this world. I think maybe it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. So there are two topics that I want to chat about and we can chat about them in whatever order or whatever. But like, okay, so one thing is this conversation that I I overheard at my nail salon, which is really fascinating between these like two young, younger women, like younger than Matt and me, um, about egg freezing. And then the other topic that I wanted to bring up, and it's because Taz, you mentioned, um, you mentioned that in like our parents' generation, it was all about like having kids was kind of like the completion of a life or like the completion of your purpose on earth or whatever. Like, I'm wondering if, okay, so let's, let's start with that first. We'll come back to the egg freezing in a second, but like, like, um, so I'm, then I'm just curious to, see what you guys think but like um this idea of the fact that like having children in order to make you whole as a person I'm wondering if that is less of a concern for our generation because 
women have more chances now to do more with their lives. Do you know what I mean? Like that they have more abilities to kind of, you know, foster like creative venues and, you know, um, have like fulfilling careers and things like that. Like, do you think that's part of it? Where before in the past, it was just kind of like, you got married, you had kids and you raised them. And that was basically like most of it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think the economic independence of today's women um, does play a role um, in in that. So I would definitely think that, you know, um, the fact, I mean, it's not just having, I mean, Lord knows that I, I haven't been very creative lately. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying that, like, you know, there's just more opportunities for women. Now. Yes, like, exactly. No, I know. I, fields, I was just, right? being, uh, yeah, I was just being. Silly, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think the economic freedom for sure. Um, I think you know gives a lot of women courage to sort of say, you know what, maybe I'm not ready yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, and and maybe I'm not. Um, either I'm not ready yet, or um, I actually don't want children, or um, you know, I, I, you know, the circumstances won't allow for it. Whatever it is, but you're more, um, you feel more empowered to say that mm-hmm. and, and hold true to it. Yeah, um, you know. Um, but having said that, for me, it, it was a little bit of a process, I think, because I think I I love kids a lot. <laughs> you know, if you, you guys probably know that a lot, but um, I enjoy kids. I have, you know, a ton of fun with them. Um, and but and I think when I was younger and I don't know why, but I used to always think that I'd have um you know, I don't know, like maybe three kids or something like, and, and, and it, it, it didn't have to be biological kids necessarily, but like, you know, I was like, Oh, I think I was like, I wanted to be like what Angelina Jolie did before she did it. And then she started doing it kind of a thing. <laughs> and I'm like, damn it. That's why you go like, Oh man, it's awesome when you have that kind of money to do it. Right. <laughs> but, but, um, yeah. No, that yeah. does. But, but um, I think in my head, I've always loved that idea. Um, uh, yeah, I've always loved that idea of actually having um, kids, um, you know, a big family. And I think yeah. over time, yeah. um, and it's like, you know, not meeting the right person and the timing not being right and all of that stuff. And then, and and but it was like, while it's important to me to have, it was important to me to have kids, but it was more important to me that it be with the right people, like per support system, if you will, um, not just economic part, yeah. right? Um, so, so I think that, um, so I actually did go through that process emotionally that, oh my gosh, what does it mean for me if this doesn't happen and Mm -hmm. over time and you know there's been ups and downs about it some of it was emotional some of it was not some of it was like huh this is good you know because I also appreciate all the freedom (laughs) as Taz was you know talking about like all the freedom that you get to to pursue other things and all of that and I really really do appreciate it but um you know it was for me uh quite a bit of a journey to get there Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no for sure but you know, enough about me. <laughs> let's let's uh, switch tracks again to, and, and, and ask Taz. Like, so what about you, Taz? What do, what do you think? Uh, no, I, I agree with you. I, I do think um, the fact that, you know, women have 
multiple multitude of careers not just our career there's multitude of careers um that are very fulfilling that are creative that um may in some ways fulfill um certain inclinations because i mean the thing with what i I don't know i always thought about this too like why do we want children do we want babies like nobody says hey i want to have sulky teenager that slams the door right (laughs) like nobody wants that but you get that anyway down the road right like is it is it because we love babies they're cute or is it young children because you can get that being a teacher Mm -hmm. you could be a teacher and you know you could be like yeah this is this is I love doing this with kids and, and it's a bit of like, um, also, um, you know, like shaping their minds, shaping their minds or mentoring them, mentoring them in some ways. Or then there's other way to say, like some people used to, I think, look at children as a legacy, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, this is my like actual legacy. You know, when I go, (laughs) a bit of me stays on. Right. But then, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, and maybe that's how, you know, men thought and women thought too, like both, right? But mm-hmm. I mean, if especially because the decision to have a child is a big part on a woman, unless obviously you're a surrogate, using a surrogate or things like that. But generally, if it is for a woman, it's true. I think there's lots of careers that may give you that. You could leave a legacy in different ways. So I think just giving that option um, for girls who are growing up now, uh, I can see that they'll be like, no, I don't need to necessarily feel that um, to have a child. So that's definitely, Mm -hmm. I think, one aspect of it. I do think the economic um, implications. But I mean, I also wonder like, well, what does this say about men, right? Like, so um, I'm sure there were always men who never wanted children Mm -hmm. or never actually had children or... um, you know, maybe never settle down because mm-hmm. they didn't want children. Um, and then, I mean, now, again, there is same thing, just the same way there's a lot of women who don't want children. There's a lot of men who also don't want children. Um, and in their case, I mean, they have the same, presumably same economic mm-hmm. opportunities. Yeah. Right. So they themselves, they're also quite vocal. now. I think before, if they didn't want children, I don't think if you were married, if your wife wanted a child, you kind of were like, okay, I guess we're having a child. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like our parents' generation yeah. probably, they probably would have never voiced it. Right. Yeah. Whereas now there are people, even I know personally who um, mention it, say on their online dating mm-hmm. profile, I don't want children. Because mm-hmm. they want to be very upfront that, hey, you know, I only want to date right. women who also don't want children mm-hmm. because this is, this is important to me. So yeah. part of that, and I remember having a discussion. So I think it's two. One of them is for women specifically. I do think it's careers and other goals that, uh, you know, take priority. And they're like, hey, it's fine. You know, I have other things I can achieve rather than just have a child. But I think if it's also men becoming more vocal, um, when I asked, I think... A lot of it is to do with, believe it or not, really like climate change Mm -hmm. and state of the world. There is a lot of people who are very vocally like, do we really (laughs) need more children? Mm-hmm. honestly speaking right <laughs> like do there's is we're overpopulated right and or they would be like well i don't need my own whatever i'll mentor i'll i'll r- open up a school whatever uh, same ways other ways i think so, so that they need. um 
fulfills that need. So there is definitely it's not just women who are who are vocal about it. I think men are too. Like in general, everybody is. Um, and to flip that around to us, I think I had conversations with another friend of mine who is my age. She also is a mom, and we were both like because our kids are a bit older now. We're both like post COVID, post climate change. Like climate change feels very acute right now it feels mm-hmm. like oh my god it is accelerating it's not just something mm-hmm. i heard 20 years ago that this is going to go underwater it feels like oh my god forests are burning it's happening we both outrightly said it that i was thinking it i didn't realize she was thinking it that we're like did we make a mistake what kind of world did we bring our children in like is this not that our children were a mistake but having bringing children into this our children gonna grow up and like turn around and look at us and be like why did you do this why did you bring us into this world that is shitty and you know where like you know the reason granada is angry yeah (laughs) it's true (laughs) yeah so that's like a really interesting point like i think that but okay like i i don't think that your kids are gonna be I, I don't think your children will think that it was a mistake for you to have them. But I sometimes wonder, like, will the ne- next generation be pissed off at us for not fixing things when we had a chance? Like, when we had a chance and then, like, left this, like, disaster of a world for them to fix, you know? So... I, I would be very surprised. I mean, if if they weren't mad. I mean, okay, so out of all of us, like, in that whole friend circle, like, I'm probably the least you know, effective at doing a lot of these things. <laughs> um, I, I, I try, but even I was like, like today I read an article about how Canada is leading in um, like 50% of the food produced in the country goes to waste. Yeah. So there's a new app that's come come out that, did you see that uh, in the thing? Um, and uh, sorry, that was Taz like giving me a thumbs up. And not <laughs> Um, uh, so yeah, so I, I'm like super excited uh, about this app, which kind of will allow us to, I think you get to sort of purchase or find uh, or source like excess produce or food uh, from around the city and, you know, and, and um, minimize waste. Um, and so, you know, so I think that it's good that these kinds of things are happening more and more now. Um, mm-hmm. and, but I can't imagine our kids or the next generation or the next couple of generations not actually being mad that, you know, we got so sucked in with the consumerist ways that we were not really taking care of the planet like we should. But hopefully we'll, we'll see some kind of, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see some of the impacts of like, the changes we're trying to make. That we're trying to yeah. put in right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I like we had like we as a society had known about this since the 70s. Like, there were all sorts of campaigns back in the day about like littering and whatnot. And then, like, you know, the, there's the whole ozone layer crisis. And like, I mean, we I think like we've known about climate change for so fucking long. Like, it's just like ridiculous that it's only now that we're like, hey, maybe we should do something about this. Like, and but like, I don't think that it's really like up to us as in like, I mean, no, we all should do our part. But honestly, it's like the we it's the corporations that have been part of this for so long that haven't done, you know, that have like basically 
yeah, that have basically allowed for this entire economy where they pursue profit over, you know, doing the right thing socially for climate change. And I think it's, I, I don't know, like, I just get really pissed off when people are like, oh, no, it's up, it's up to us as individuals. I'm like, no, it's kind of up to us as individuals to force the companies to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Right? I agree. I absolutely agree. I know this is, this is a conversation or an argument that I have a lot with my husband because he's a lot more environmentalist than I was, like more about recycling and than I was. But still like now we're here oh even the way we're recycling is useless <laughs> or <laughs> completely useless to i'm like yeah, i'm putting the plastic he's like yeah but that plastic doesn't recycle i'm like what the fuck like yeah yeah you exactly. know what i mean like yeah. I was, then after a while i was like okay no don't you keep and he's just the same he's like oh you know people should be worried about this i'm like yeah but people have done enough like we do as much as we could, but now we're realizing, oh, this doesn't even recycle or things we thought we were recycling and now it's getting like sent to garbage to a some yeah. fifth world country, right? Yeah. So there's a lot happening. You're I ab- absolutely with you. I feel like they should have never produced it. Uh, uh, you know, they, they would produce those uh, plastics and then put a little recycle symbol underneath it. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. the whole time it wasn't recyclable. That's not yeah. on the consumer, that is on the company. But that those are indiv- these individual things may help you know you know we try to raise children now who are yeah their kids are very like they go to school they they're not allowed to br- throw any litter like my kids go to a school where it's a litterless lunch they're not allowed to all the lunch they consume any litter they produce they need to bring it back home like this is wow. the level that it goes they they can't yeah. throw anything in the garbage like it that's awesome yeah, so these things and kids are very good at it. Like, you know, I remember my eldest went somewhere and there was like trash everywhere and he was just horrified and in pain that people were throwing trash on the garbage in this Aww. beach. And like, What's happening? All of that, this generation, next generation of kids, yes, they'll be all aware. But worry is, will it already be too late because forest yeah. fires will be raging and yeah. it'll be so hot or we would have tornadoes and weird. Like, climate is accelerating. The change is accelerating. So I yeah. think... So it's possible all the people who all this time uh, chose not to, I think this this does have something to do with it. I don't think it's completely that suddenly more people are choosing not to have children. I think um, it environment does have a factor in it. Yeah, no, no, it's true. I mean, I, like I have a friend who's child free and like, <laughs> I mean, like, and I, I don't know, like, this might be an extreme thought on her part, but like every day, anytime anything with regard to climate change comes up, if it's a forest fire, if it's flooding, like whatever, she'll always text me and she'll be like, I'm so happy I do not have children. Every day I get confirmation that I made the right choice, that I did not have kids. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, like, I don't know what to say. I'm like, I guess, like, I mean. <laughs> no, it's like a like because right now we're grappling where it feels like an ethical dilemma yeah we, we here we are thinking we're building better humans better than us um we're thinking we're building better humans but meanwhile we've like left them a shitty planet yeah <laughs> so, exactly. not, in yeah. some ways it's better in some ways it's not so i mm-hmm. i think there's multiple reasons probably why people um are comfortable uh, yeah, 
declaring. I think they're probably, my guess is they probably always were people who didn't necessarily want children um, or, but they just didn't have an avenue to express it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's becoming more normalized, right? Like I think mm-hmm. that uh, like we, as a, I think that more people in society are just like, like, you know, just a little bit like more, conscious of the fact that like some people choose to be child free and maybe some people don't choose to be child free but like they are you know yeah, and, exactly. and, and, That's and there are many one. reasons right there are many reasons. people don't pry people are trying to be very good about, at least we try to be yeah, we don't ask yeah. That, you know why whereas our parents generation was like oh it's been a year since you've been married <laughs> you have a child and even my mom i know like she doesn't ask that of people because i've pointed out to her once i said no you know people just don't infertility issues are big and it's yeah. possible entirely infertility overall because of again climate change and pollution it's entirely <laughs> possible that this yeah. is why more people have fertility issues and yeah. more people have traumatic miscarriages and nobody wants to talk about that uh, i mean people are talking about it but it's not our business to ask yeah. Then, oh, yeah. you must not have children. Must yeah, exactly. Want them. No, maybe you did want them really ba- badly, and you just couldn't. And you know that's that in itself is a is a sad thing, and no one should be like bringing it up again and again, right? Like, yeah, that's exactly. Not, basically, the conversation is you do you. Tell me when you're <laughs> if you're pregnant, and then I'll say congratulations. No, in fact, <laughs> in fact what it should exactly. be is. Tell me when the baby's born because uh, don't assume the person is also pregnant. I tell you, like some woman, random woman came up to me and asked, congratulated on my pregnancy, and I wasn't pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I just had my, had my first kid, not just maybe a year and a half, and I hadn't lost the weight. Nope, don't say that either. <laughs> <laughs> that happened to yeah that happened to one of my um attendings I think she's one of these people who just like you know she's just like super super outgoing and kind of like very you know like very extroverted and I think like oh and she's you know and she's like Quebecois French like she's from from Quebec and she was just like she did that to a woman she went up to her and was just like oh congratulations you're pregnant and then the woman gave her this like dirty look and was just like no I'm not actually and she was just like I don't do that ever again (laughs) I learned my lesson (laughs) I'm like yeah maybe you shouldn't make those assumptions (laughs) especially the strangers on the street I'm like what the hell (laughs) oh boy Oh my God. All right. I guess we can call that an episode. So, thanks so much to Taz for uh, coming to chat with us about uh, various sundry topics around um, biological clocks and fertility and, you know, this sort of generic topics that the three of us like to go off on tangents around anytime we get together. <laughs> hey, I don't know about you, but these are natural segues when you're talking about, you know, biological clocks and, you know, natural births and fertility. Those sure. other topics are natural segues okay. of, of any conversation. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. Let's go with that. <laughs> um, anyway, it was uh, it was a pleasure to have Taz on and we will be continuing um, our conversation with her next week. Um, so yeah, so join us next week as we conclude our 
little triplet series on uh, <laughs> on this topic. Three friends uh, take three hours to talk things through. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, all you new friends of ours, uh, we hope that you'll write back or uh, tweet at us, um, reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, or just email us. Um, uh, most of our handles are uh, at does this make me look old um, at gmail.com. That's our email address. And obviously um, our websites with the same name as well. Does this make me look old.com. And you can link to any of your preferred social media um, platforms from there. Yeah. And follow, yeah. Tweet at us, follow us. Um, and yeah. And write in, we're, we're always uh, looking really forward to, uh, to what you have to say. And, we do love um, that. Eh? <laughs> when, when, every time we get like message, we're like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, I guess we'll see you next week. Yep. Yeah. Bye. Bye.